Welcome to the gap. This is gap. They should have never gave you platform. Jelly, jelly sandwiches. What color is the phone? It's black. Color is the phone. It's black. Color is the phone. It's black, 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 black. <laughs> oh my God! Why am I this goofy? Damn! What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of the Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka the Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. Hey, I got the best audience out there, so you know what y'all should be doing, right? We didn't do it then, damn it. What the hell are y'all waiting for? If they watch, at least they learn it. I appreciate all y'all. From the beautiful to the ugly to the in-betweeners. And God damn, it's a lot of in-betweeners out there. Oh, my Lord. Woo-wee. Jesus Christ. Hey, ho. For my tubers, though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video art or channel booming, but just like the rest of the tubers say, I'ma say the same thing. Like a sub, sub a share, share a comment, comment a like. Gorge. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there. You feel me? Hey though, for my potters though, I'm on Google Podcast, I'm on Apple Podcast, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio across all those platforms. All you got to do is type in the gap or Kamal Johnson ENT and bam, I'll pop right up. Ado, i also like to thank my sponsors, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% African cotton. I guarantee a Boucho sex appeal up by 21%. And look here, it look good on me. It's going to look good on your in-between ass. All right, let's hop right into it. Uh, today, I really want to talk about us as black men. So I'm specifically talking to black men. So other groups, whatever, y'all can listen if you want. You feel me? But today, specifically for black men and how we are way too emotionally invested in sports. Way too much. We give too much of our emotions to this shit. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because of the, the takeoff and Quavo incidents. RP to takeoff. Um, but the from the sources that's coming out and stuff like that, and from the clips, it was like people are trying to say it was because of a dice game, and I'm like, nah, them clips showed that they were arguing over basketball. What? Sports. A man lost his goddamn life. Due to an argument over sports. Basketball to be specific. God damn, bro. I'm telling you, us as black men, we get way too emotionally invested into these sports. Into these sports teams. You, you feel me? I'm not going to act like I'm a motherfucking saint. Because I've been a center of this before. Where I'm so emotionally invested. I'm ready to throw hands over a goddamn sports team. That one, don't give a flying fuck about me. Two, them players don't know me from a goddamn grain of paint. What? Grain of paint. I mean grain of salt. 
and three. You feel me? They ain't paying none of your goddamn bills. We're ready to die over these goddamn teams. It's a goddamn shame. We're ready to die over these damn sports. It's a goddamn shame. Man, we do not need to be this emotionally invested into these sports. We're damn near about to tear each other's heads off off of it. Man, sports is supposed to be trying to teach you, like, character, discipline. You know what I mean? Sports is supposed to help you become a better teammate, a better person in a sense. We 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 get to the point we just we get angry. Fred, throw them hands. And it's my thing. A little hand throwing, I don't really mind. I get us as as, as men. As men, I get I get it. You feel me? But like us as black men, we get overly emotionally invested in this shit. The times I've been around with people arguing about sports, they down there about to throw blows, threatening each other. This is a goddamn mayhem. I'm like, wait a minute. I know you're not about to freak threaten because he beat you in basketball, bro. I remember in middle school, I got into a fight over basketball. Middle school. You see the difference? Middle school. That's little boy behavior. Damn. I wish we, we was this emotionally invested on in getting reparations. Hey, shout out to my bro, Ro, man. We had a we had a good little conversation yesterday. And the way we were talking, you would thought we was talking about uh uh the NFL or the NBA. How passionate we was talking about reparations. Even though we weren't agreeing on certain terms and stuff, you feel me? We were that passionate about it. I wish we were more emotionally invested in stuff like that. Not sports. Not who better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. That's okay, you know, to have the passionate combos with it and stuff like that. But to damn near want to kill somebody, beat them up, God damn. Or have some balance. Be emotionally invested in what you're passionate about. How about you be emotionally invested in like, you want to be a filmmaker, be emotionally invested in that. Have some passion. Talk passionately. Like you will talk about sports, my niggas. God damn. Sometimes us as black men, we have our goddamn priority f***ed up. Oh my God, bruh. And like I said, I ain't no goddamn saint to this. I remember, I remember times back in the day. I told, I just told you in middle school, I got in a fight over basketball. Stupid, idiotic. I got heated arguments in college over sports. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. Blah 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 blah. Competitiveness is cool, but again, to a point where you want to take somebody's head off. Merk them, whoop they ass over sports? What? I had to grow out that shit. God damn.
You feel me? And let me get this. Let me straighten y'all out real quick. You feel me? You could have passionate debates and passionate conversation over sports without again to a point where you want to throw blows or damn near want to murder somebody. We have to learn that as black men. We have to learn that. Or if you're not able to control your emotions due to sports, Maybe you need to be less emotionally invested in sports itself. Message! Until you could get to that point. Hell, get more emotionally invested in something that'll better yourself as a f***ing black man or to the black people. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this shit just... This whole takeoff Quavo incident... It's just sad, bro. It's a sad incident. And at first, was getting the reports. Thought it was like a dice game and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, that's pretty sad. But to hear the clips is they arguing over basketball, bruh. A goddamn ugly ass orange or brown ball, whichever one you got. And you're trying to shoot it in a f***ing hoop that's 10 feet. They argued about that. Somebody lost their life because of that. Now, it could be other factors and stuff like that, but from the clips, it seemed like that's what sparked everything. Basketball. A sport. A sport. A sport. If we can't be emotionally responsible when it comes to these sports, we need to freaking detach ourselves from this shit until we're able to do that. Message! Because it's a damn shame. God damn! Yeah, man. Now, keep saying black men because, like, I was, I was victim to this shit. You feel me? I was victim of being too emotionally invested in sports. Not knowing how to goddamn control my goddamn emotions. When it comes to a sport, or a sporting team, or a player, and stuff like that. Just idiotic, stupid, 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 low-level energy, very low. Goddamn, goddamn, with the devil-type energy, bruh. That low, nigga. Stupid, idiotic. And I just want to drill it in the black man's head that we can change this shit, yo. We can most definitely change this shit, yo. You feel me? And also what it might what it might shift, it might shift us from black men from being so emotionally invested in sports and we start being emotion, emotionally invested in other things that can help out us as black people or black community and us as black men. Like hell, we'll get hella passionate. Talk talk you an architect and you get passionate talk about architecture, nigga. Are you a scientist? Yeah, you talking about life as a sport. You know how? What? Are you able to do that? Some of that emotion that you have in sports where you're ready to like murder somebody over it or beat somebody up over it, you take the energy of somebody else, you might balance out your, your energy, bruh. You balance out your emotion. Hey, man. The sources I got this from, of course, the social medias. 
I don't use some anecdotal stuff that happened in my life. You feel me? I use other stuff that happened in freaking uh, uh, our culture, the black community. Them is my sources. Life or history at times. Like I said, social media. We have some articles here and there. You feel me? We got to do better, black men. We have to do better. And I'm going to look at, man. You know, I'll do. I'll be calling out the other race at, at times. You be calling them, I'll be calling them out on their bullshit and stuff. But when we on bullshit, I got to call us out, bruh. I got to call us out. We bullshitting right now. We bullshitting right now. We got we to gotta stop this, bruh. We got to stop this. Being so goddamn emotionally invested in sports. We want to take somebody's life. That's freaking crazy. Goddamn. All right, man. Enough of that. All right. We about to get into the next segment. Ooh-wee. We about to get into the sad Sam. segment. And today, I got to talk about this movie right here. It was in theaters, but you know what I mean? I didn't get a chance to really watch it in theaters, so I watched it, you know, off the, the stick of the fire. Uh, and this movie right here, Black Phone. It was in theaters. <laughs> it was in theaters. Hell, it still might be. No, I didn't see it. All right. Anyway, Black Phone, you feel me? This movie is a uh, it's a horror movie. You feel me? Scary. Love me some horror movies. I've been on my horror tip lately, bruh. Uh-huh. And the cast was cool. It had Ethan Hawke, which I'm like, yo, Ethan Hawke is a really good goddamn actor. You know what I mean? So some of the cast consists of, like I say, Ethan Hawke. He he played uh Albert Shaw. Um also, what did they have this nigga as? They had him as Albert Shaw, but he was also the they got him slash. He was a kidnapper too, bruh. God damn. Then also they had um the main child actor. And when you see this picture, I'm like, bro, this nigga don't even look like a kid. But he played as a kid in this movie. Uh Mason Thames, and he was Finney. Then had uh his sister, who was uh played by Madeline McGraw. She was Gwen Shaw. Oh, that's where I'm making a mistake. Ethan Hawk. Was the daddy of Finney and Gwen Shaw. Alright. And then. Who the hell. I'm tripping. Hold on. I, what the hell is going on. That's like what confused me. Nah. Ethan Hawke was the kidnapper. And they daddy was Jeremy Davis. Played by, played by. He played Mr. Shaw. Yo that's mad confusing. Why would they do that. Wow, that's confusing. Also, who played in this, who was uh, actually Finney Homeboy, was Miguel Cesaris Mora. Uh, he played Robin Aranolan. Or however you pronounce Berber's name. Shit. But yeah, man. I personally thought this movie was really good. I like the elements of the movie and stuff like that. I like how, how like, the cinematography was and kind of the storyline. I, I was feeling this. I was really feeling this. Let's see what the critics think, though. Since I'm a statistician teacher, let me hit you with the stats. 
IMDb gave it a 6.9. All right, Rotten Tomato gave it 83%. Okay. And the people gave it 85%. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and the people, freak y'all. You feel me? Because I agree with that. I could range it around there. You feel me? I gave it around like an 80-something percent. IMDb, though, bruh. Bruh. IMDb, I'm tired of your shit, bruh. I'm down there about to whoop your ass. God damn. IMDb critique of this movie. 6.9. God damn it. But yeah, this movie, uh... So this basically was an American horror film where the um, Ethan Hawke character basically is kidnapping these kids. And through one of the first scenes, you see the you see the missing picture of certain kids. And he's basically luring them in. How you lure kids as a freaking kidnapper? Freaking hit them with, oh, you want to know some magic, bruh? I'm going to look at these balloons. Oh, it goes in the van. And then the kid goes in the van. But it's the kids that he getting is kind of like all over the spectrum because like some kids he getting are like real fighters and be like I like it seemed like most kidnappers wouldn't want to get these kids because it feel like them kids will fight back which they probably was fighting back and shit and then certain kids certain kids they are boys though they're all like um like in middle school you feel me type type of boys it's around that age range um. Yeah, some of the kids, they were kind of docile. They kind of just was like, you know, nerdy. Nobody really knew of them and stuff like that. So, yeah, this motherfucker, man. And so, uh, this shit was directed by Scott Derekasen. Cool, bruh. What's y'all niggas' budget? Their budget was 16 to 18 million. Ooh, they collected, though, bruh. They boxed off 161 million. Good shit. God damn. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. All right, all right. So basically, the plot of this movie is like I said: is a uh, Ethan Hawke character is a kidnapper. He kidnapping these kids, and I said earlier that one of the first scenes is you see the missing missing kids posters, and then Finny character basically bruh's a little bitch. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ! His sister got more balls than him. God damn, she more of a rider than this motherfucker. And you see Finny, he getting bullied by these other kids and shit like that. But then they show, they show his one partner, Robin, get to a fight with the, probably the biggest bully. Whooped his ass. I knew he was going to whoop his ass. Fred had the bandana. Little cool-ass kid. He was like, man, I'm about to whoop this white boy's ass. Because he's like the only Spanish motherfucker there. So he's like, you know they picking on him because he's Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Shit. So he whooped her ass, washed him up. Bing, 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 bing. And then, um, oh. Before that, one of the first scenes, played by Tristan Prabong, Bruce. Bruce was also Finny Homie, which to me, I thought it was a connection that uh, uh, Albert Shaw was kidnapping Finny Homeboys, but it didn't end up like that. It was just two kids that happened to know Finny that got kidnapped, but uh, Finny knew Bruce, and Bruce, they were cool, and then Bruce ended up getting kidnapped, and then it go to the next scene with Robert. You know, you get the fighting, whooping brass. And then Finny getting picked on by these other kids in the bathroom. And then Robin helped him. I was like, yo, bruh, stop messing with my bruh Finny before I beat your ass. While his knuckles were bloody and them kids were like, oh, man, we scared as hell. This, he might whoop our ass. <laughs> and then, essentially, Robin got kidnapped. 
And the way they showed them getting kidnapped, that was kind of eerie too, because they just show the van, and then they just show it go to black. And so, essentially, uh, uh, they dad, Mr. Shaw, he was just some, he was a drunk, and the reason why he was drunk, because he lost his, like, I guess it's his wife, but their mother, they they died or whatever. And so he can never can never regain control of his life after that. He got these kids and he kinda like um I would say more of like in an emotional abuse the way he's talking to him and stuff. He did spank the 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 uh Gwen Shaw character. He spanked her and whooped her ass. But she did something bad though. She like uh, miss curfew or some shit like that. So he whooped her ass. Oh no no no! He whooped her ass, and it was kind of like because she be having these dreams, and she's kind of like a medium or some shit like that. She be having visions, and he whooped her ass and was like, "No, no, you can't be like your mama." Okay, so it was just abuse. He was kind of abusive. Uh, but yeah, um, they. <sighs> I thought I ain't gonna lie. I thought Finney was gonna kill his <laughs> kill his daddy though for a minute though. I was like, bro, you about to kill his daddy, bro? The way he looking at times and stuff, cause he gets very like into his mood and get very angry and like, yo, I'm about to murder this motherfucker. Oh shit! And so then Robin ended up getting kidnapped, and then Finney uh uh gets a phone call um from Robin's parents and uh Finney dad. I'm gonna just call him Finney dad. Finny dad picks up the freaking phone and call and like you can see the terror in his eye because other kids are going missing so it's making terror in this town and everybody on edge and stuff like that. So what happened was one day Finny was walking by himself. He cause him and Gwen walked together or whatever. And it like the bullies came and like start whooping Finny ass and Gwen came in and started helping. She got knocked around too, but she more of a fighter. She she kind of clocked one of the motherfuckers. Booyah! And he was like. And then like when when uh Gwen got hit with the stiff right, she sat next to brother, looked at brother, was like, yeah, but I got your ass. So you better chill, motherfucker. <laughs> and then they're walking home, and Gwen walked off to her friend's spot, and Finney walked by herself. And then this when Albert Shaw came with the truck. The little kidnapping truck. And hit him with the, hey, bro, no magic. Oh. And then freaking kidnapped him, bam, hit him with some shit. And this is when Finney character gets into, like, they he's, like, locked in the basement. And this is where the black phone comes in. And this is a tight concept. I don't care what nobody say. Essentially, the black phone, was, it, bro said it didn't work, but it's actually... It was the spirits of the kids that Albert Shaw murked. And they were leaving little clues on how to escape from this giggity. This goddamn serial killer. Kidnapper. Leaving clues. His homie Bruce left clues. And Robin, they were like, yo, dig a hole here. All right? You dig a hole here. Then see if you can get out this way. We left this rope over here. See if you can get out. He couldn't. Fell through. And then they also, he was also, yeah, uh, don't go upstairs. Like another kid that got kidnapped where they showed the first poster said, don't go upstairs. He left it unlocked for you to go upstairs because you go up there. He he, he has this complex of being like a, a abusive daddy. 
He maybe he got abused as a kid. I don't freaking know. Cause they didn't explain no freaking backstory. That was the only problem with this movie. They didn't explain no goddamn backstory of Albert Shaw. They should have, cause his brother lived at the same spot of him, trying to figure out and crack the case, and didn't even know until the very end. And he killed his brother like it was nothing. But they had no backstory of this motherfucker. So you didn't even know why he was crazy like that. But they told him, don't go upstairs. He's going to whoop your ass with this belt buckle and beat the hell out of you. It's the start of the game. If you don't play the game, he can't start it. He won't kill you. And so, essentially, uh, he stalled out for a while. Bro was on some weird shit. I don't know. Albert Shaw was on some weird shit. I think it was feeding him, but saying weird stuff and being like, bruh, I'll beat your ass. And I don't know. But essentially, he left the door unlocked and he ain't never met a kid like this because it took, took so long he fell asleep. And then the spirit's like, yo, he fell asleep. This is the lock to the combination to get out. And then he did it, broke the lock, uh, Tried to get tried to get out, but bruh ended up waking up. So he he like before he woke up, he put the lock back in, was like, oh, I'm remembering. And then bruh came downstairs and was like, You you motherfucker probably got out somehow. Hmm. But he didn't start, it was a game to bruh. So detectives is going around, you know. This one detectives come in. They coming around asking what's what what's going on. Did they know if anybody, if anybody wanted to kidnap Finny and then they didn't know? But the the Gwen Shaw character, she's like a medium, so she's starting to get these visions and she's starting to get these dreams. And essentially, her dreams led her not to the house where they are captive at, but where the house that Albert Shaw buried the dead bodies, which was across the damn street. Mm, mm, mm. God damn. Damn. Across the street. And essentially, bruh, like, as soon as she figured out that the shit was across the street, the cops came there and saw that the bodies were there. And at the same time, this one, Finney was escaping, and how he escaped was cold. He used all the clues that the that the other victims gave him, and dude, like after Albert Shaw like killed, he killed his brother, and his brother was like a cokehead, so that's why the detectives didn't believe him. But this nigga was on to something, and he figured it out like, yo, it was at my spot, and he went down the basement and saw that the kid was there. And his brother killed his ass. Albert Shaw killed his brother. Bow. And then, essentially, his brother then was like, uh, was like, all right, you shut the fuck up. He went and then, like, buried his brother and all types of shit. And then, after a while, Rob and his homie, their homie was telling Finney, like, yo, you gonna get out of here. You got the power, bro. A great ass homie. He still he was bigging his ass up while he was dead. He was bigging his ass up when he was alive and when he was dead. What a great homie Robin was, man. God damn. And Robin was saying, "This is your time to shine. Stop being a little bitch. Jesus you Christ. got this, bruh. You gonna get us all out of here, bruh." And so it happened. 
Taylor came downstairs, hella aggressive. Bro picked up the phone, used the phone, the ditch that he grew up, or dig up or whatever. The uh, Albert Shaw fell into that, broke his ankle. Finney used the phone, did some old goddamn ninja shit, slid, choked him out with the phone, killed his ass, ran out the building, linked up with his sister. The cops saw, ran out that building, and everything was solved after that. Black phone. He essentially, the black phone saved his life. Damn. Black phone was the key to everything. And then Finney and Gwen was on the little uh, hospital truck. And then dad, Mr. Shaw, came and was like, was happy as hell to see him. And was like, I ain't going to never abuse you motherfuckers again. Well, <laughs> he didn't say that, but that was his sentiment. He made it seem like I ain't going to not. Y'all, y'all, I ain't going to never do this to y'all again. Y'all will never leave my sight. Yeah, man. And that was the end. Whew. What a movie. What a concept. Oh, my God. I love this shit. This shit was tight. This shit was incredible. Oh, my goodness. And I was hyped when Lil Finny killed, killed Albert Shaw. I was like, yeah. Kill that motherfucking kidnapper. Goddamn murderer. Abusing motherfucker, abusing boys, little boys and shit. Whoop his ass. Kill his ass. Murk them. Man, what a great movie. I thought this was great. Once again, this is Black Phone. It was in theaters. <laughs> it was in theaters, yeah, bro. Yeah, Black Phone, man. This was tight, bro. I, I appreciate this, man. This is a great horror movie. Great concept. And this is a great horror movie for people that don't like gore or a lot of bloodshed and stuff like this. This is a very psychological thriller. So if you like that, you're going to love this. Okay? Hey, man. All right. Let's get Black Phone out of here. Oh, snaps. Y'all know what time it is. Oh, snaps. It is meantime. Uh oh. And today I got some juicy memes for y'all. Alright, so I went over a horror film. You know I had to get a horror, some horror memes, you feel me? And this one right here, bruh, got the meme. It got the one dude. I don't know who these white dudes is, but apparently these are some movies. And the one white dude on the uh, on the left, he's sitting there smelling popcorn like. And the one dude on the right is like, oh, no, it can't be. And it says, me watching horror. When people get killed under the dude with the popcorn, enjoying himself like, oh my God. And under the dude that's screaming for dear life, when a dog gets killed, oh, not lesson. Oh, don't do it to the dog. Don't do it to the dog. Don't kill the dog. Yeah, man, that's how he really is in horror films. Well, we will see a motherfucker get beheaded and be Jesus like, Christ. well, there go them. We see a dog get get uh picked up by the killer. The killer don't even even do anything. The killer pick up the dog and pet it. We like, oh no, 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 not Pluto. Oh, <laughs> that's how we really be, bro. Goddamn. 
Oh my God. All right. I talked about sports. So you know how to get a sports need, specifically basketball. And, you know, this is my team, the Warriors, okay? I'm a Warriors fan. I am a Clay Thompson fan. But this is appalled and really funny. <laughs> and it got Clay Thompson and it got the, uh, the rap from Sausage Party. And it reads, Dog, whoever said Clay Thompson looked like the rap from Sausage Party? OMG. <laughs> oh my lord. Yo, it really does, bruh. God damn. That's the doppelganger. That's Clay Thompson doppelganger. Good lord. <laughs> Come on, bruh. Oh, man. And I got another sports meme. Hey, man, RP to one of the greats, Kobe. And Kobe is in this meme. And it's funny as hell. Because we all know the joke was that Kobe don't ever pass. He only shoots. You feel me? And <laughs> this meme is great. It has, it has uh, in the meme, and it says, It's called shooting guard, not passing guard. <laughs> and they got Kobe like, Hey, hey, the shooting guard. I'm supposed to let it fly. I'm supposed to shoot. <laughs> Why didn't they call point guard passing guard? Hmm. That's a great question. All right, enough with the memes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, bruh. Hey, I appreciate y'all, man. I got the best audience out there. So y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? What well, did do it then, damn it? What y'all waiting for? If they watching, at least they learning. I appreciate all y'all, from the beautiful to the ugly to the in-betweeners. And God damn, it's a lot of in-betweeners. Good Lord. Wow. Whee. Hey, man. Once again, this is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Hmm. Hey, for my tubers, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming, but just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a shit. Share a comment. Comment a sub. Share Ooh. a sub. I'm about to say a cub. <laughs> what am I talking about? Share a sub. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there. You feel me? Hey, for my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on SoundCloud. And I'm on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in the gap. Or Kamal Johnson ENT, and bam, I'll pop right up. Hey, man. Oh, man. On that note, i like to thank my sponsors. Yeah, you thought I forgot, huh? First place losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% African cotton. I guarantee it'll boost your sex appeal about 12%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass. On that note, y'all have a good day, good evening, good whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Just have a good one of it. And last and final words, black men, we need to get better when it comes to our emotions aligned with sports. And if we can't do that, 
we need to detach ourselves from sports for a while until we're able to get our emotions intact. Hell, we could just all together get our emotions into something that a better us as a black people, black community, and as black men. On that note, I'm out, y'all. Peace. Like phone was crazy though, bro. Hit him with the he went with the stone cold stunner and murk that motherfucker. Goddamn. <laughs> this was gay. This was gay. Yeah.